welcome everyone to the second ever episode of the KCP show. I am your host Chris and alongside is with me Kenny. What's up Kenny? How are we doing today? Man, I'm showing Chris. I'm just ecstatic to be here with you today, man. How are you? Ecstatic. Same, same, same. Got a lot to talk about today. NBA starting to get back into action. We've seen all these different players go everywhere else. Trading, free agency is going to be happening soon. You, you excited for this, Kenny? Yeah, I'm excited for Devin Booker. And we're going to get into that later. But I, that's all I'm excited for right now, Chris. Devin, Devin freaking Booker, man. NBA. Yep. Hell yeah, man. How how you how you feeling on a, on a scale of one to ten? How comfortable are you feeling with the Sixers right now? Oh, it's a zero. I mean, with the Sixers, you you, <laughs> give, you give us a one to ten, I'm gonna give you a zero. I mean, I love what we're doing with this, a lot of the front office stuff, but I mean, come on, we're the Sixers. We're the Sixers. At least you're not the Knicks. At least you're not the Knicks. Yeah. I, all right. That's all I got. <laughs> that's all you got. <laughs> At least. All right. So let's get into it. Let's start off with the Week Ten recap. See a lot of exciting games. Well, we're just going to focus on the two that stood out to us the most, and that's New York and Philadelphia, along with Buffalo and Arizona. So let's start off with that Eagles-Giants game, Kenny. What really stood out to you in that? Man, the Eagles suck. Like, I, I, don't, <laughs> I, don't, I, don't know why, I don't know why Eagles fans think that they're the best team in the NFC East. Like, if you talk to Eagles fans... They, no, I know they really they, do. They, Even if there's a healthy Dallas team, they still think it. Yes, normally, but in these circumstances, like they think they're the best team in the NFC East, no question. They should have lost to the Giants twice. If Evan Ingram didn't drop the ball a couple weeks ago, they would have lost to the Giants twice. Yep. Yo, I'm really starting to think that Wentz is a minor problem, whatever, lack of receivers is a problem, blah, 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 but I'm really starting to think it's coming down to Peterson. Doug Peterson is really making this team go in the wrong direction. I'm watching this game, right? And the score is 24 to 17, right? The Eagles have the ball. They're driving down the field. They're on the Giants 36 with about five minutes left. It's fourth and 10. You're on the Giants 36 What with Jake Elliott as your kicker. What, that's like 52, 53 yards in a five-minute game when you're only down seven points, what would you do? Doug Peterson's an aggressive coach. That's, that's been his and, forte. Okay, okay, that's okay. That's been his forte but his fourth life. and ten? Fourth and ten. It's not fourth and three. It's not fourth and five. It's not even fourth and, like, maybe even seven I could get. Really? But it's fourth and ten with the Hall of Famer kicking. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Who's the Hall of Fame kicker? Did you not say I, that's those were your words, Jake Elliott? <laughs> oh, my fault. Those are my week one words, Jake Elliott will be a future Hall of Famer. Correct. Um, <laughs> for for the kicking game, he's one of the best there is. Um, and and you're you're deciding against a ten yard from a struggling offense. How far was the field goal again? Can you remind me one time in the fifties, right? Fifty. Let me. I'll give you the exact number. Uh, forties. It's fifty four. All right, if I'm Doug Peterson, I'm not getting in a fourth and ten situation. I'm playing that knowing that I have four downs. So maybe on third and ten, I run the ball for four yards, you know, get yourself in a manageable situation. But I I, I mean, I, he, he made listen, his extra point. He made his field goal already 40 yards before. Listen, I'm going for it, to be honest with you. I'm going for it. I'm sorry. Really? I'm going for it there. Yes, fourth sir. and ten yards with a struggling offense. You have five minutes left. It's just not what you do to me. And I don't know. 
I feel like it's a real turnoff if I'm an Eagles fan seeing that come out. Like, I understand. I'm really for aggressive coaching, and, like, I'm really for, like, fourth downs and reasonable numbers. But to me, fourth and ten in this situation with five minutes left and you're only down a touchdown, you just gave the ball back. And literally, they gave the ball back. The Giants have a two-minute drive, and they get a field goal, and that's the end of the game. Chris, now you're Chris. down two. Now you're down two possessions. I agree with everything you said. And let me remind you, Doug Peterson's career has been determined in 2018 wildcard game when Julio Jones dropped a wide-open touchdown. I don't want to say even dropped, skimmed off the top of his hands. I don't know if you remember <laughs> that. If Julio Jones that. makes that catch and the Eagles lose in the first round, Doug Peterson isn't where he is today. He still might have a job, but he sure as hell isn't a Super Bowl winning coach. And he's just so ugly. Well, that does not have to do with this. Andy Reid's ugly, too. I mean. Yeah, no, Andy Reid is chubby. He likes cheeseburgers, though. He's <laughs> funny. Doug Peterson isn't funny. No, but but on the other side of the ball, looking at this Giants team, I'm like, I'm very impressed with Daniel Jones. He's becoming better and better every game. And this is all without Saquon. And then they picked up Devontae Freeman, which is a great pickup. He's hurt, right? Now they're just kind of, I don't know, they're just kind of playing. And Daniel Jones, when he runs the football, is when he's most successful. And that's how they started off the scoring on Sunday. He had like a 35-yard run for the touchdown. And that really, I think, was the beginning of what the Giants knew they were going to win this game. Yeah, I mean, Daniel Jones isn't known to be the most athletic guy on the field at any moment of his career. I mean, that's evidence of what, that 70-yard run that he just trips on Thursday Night Football a couple weeks ago? 88 yards 88 at, yards. 20, at <laughs> 21 miles an hour. Listen, listen. When, That's about Lamar Jackson's speed. When, when I saw Daniel Jones running last week, I texted all my friends from, from high school, and I said, holy S-H-I-T, he looks like Josh Allen. And I, I'm going to stick with that statement. He was just running like Josh Allen. He looked like Josh Allen, as crazy as that sounds. He looked good. Uh-huh. He did look good. No, he, did, he did look good. And as bad as this NFC East team is. Who's the least bad? The, who's the least bad? Yeah. I'm right now. In this situation, I have to go with the Giants because the Giants could have easily beat the Buccaneers. They could have easily beat the Eagles the week before. They could have, they could have beat the Cowboys when Dak got hurt. They that Rams game was so close. They got and they could have beat the Bears, and they only lost to the Steelers by ten the first game. They lost. They only had one blowout versus the Niners. Like they, they haven't. They're like another one of those teams that we locked. We talked about last time with the uh, the Chargers and. Uh, Cincinnati, they don't like really lose by big, and they haven't because their defense has been excellent throughout the season. Like you're looking over here, there's only been two, three, two games where they a team has got over thirty points, right? Like they're yeah. playing good defense. I don't know. The, the the one thing for this Giants team is that their upcoming schedule, like it's tough. It's tough. I don't it's know not, if you've seen it. It's, I, it's I'm not looking at easy. it right now. I'm it's looking at easy. it right now. It's not you easy. Got, Cincy, who that's a 50 50 game. At Cincy, that's a 50 50 game. You're right. 100%. At- you have a struggling Seattle team, but let's, I think Seattle will probably just overpower them offensively. And then you have Arizona, Cleveland, Baltimore, and Dallas. None of them are impossible. But like, let's remind you, we're talking about the New York Giants, who have three wins this year, all against NFC East opponents. Actually, they're, before, before Sunday, they were just. Oh, oh, for yep. anyone not oh, named the Washington football every, team. The Washington football team, yep. they have lost. Yeah, so let's not get over I'm, ahead of ourselves. They, they are still the New York Giants, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I mean, but if you look at the rest of the teams, they all kind of have a difficult schedule coming up. Like, they all kind of have the bulk of the same teams. Like, if I'm looking at Dallas, at Minnesota, um, Washington, the Ravens, Bengals, Niners, Eagles, Giants. To me, it's all whoever wins the division games are going to win the, the division. You got to win your division games for this. Oh, 100%. There's not going to be many wins outside of the division. No, not at all. All right. Well, let's go on to a division that is really, really good at winning, and that's – let's go to the Cardinals. Look at that NFC South. The Hail Murray, can you say? NFC West. NFC West. Excuse say, that. Yeah, NFC excuse West. you. Excuse you. <laughs> you should be kicked off just for that. But oh, you man. The Hail Murray. The yeah, Hail so Murray. Let, me, let me tell everyone. I'm out to dinner, right? It was my birthday. My girl took me out to dinner. And Kenny texted me. I look at my watch. He's like, did you see that? I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> He's like, a Hail Mary. Because I knew I, the, the, what I saw before was the Cardinals. The Bills had the ball, and they were down three still. And they weren't looking like they were going to score that touchdown. And so I'm like, what are you talking about? Because the f- spread was two and a half to, Car- to the Cardinals, and I took the Cardinals. So I'm like, no way. I was like, they're up. Th- I thought they were up three. I'm like, okay, cool. And then he said, Cardinals, Hail Mary. I'm like, Oh, why'd they have to do a Hail Mary? That means they're not going to cover. And then I look, I see they just scored a Hail Mary, right? 32 to 30. And I'm waiting. Okay, extra point, extra point, extra point. I'm going to cover, I'm going to cover, I'm going to cover. <laughs> Fucking takes a knee. Get the hell out of here, man. I was so upset. I like that really, that took all the hype out of the Hail Mary. And it was so, it was such a good pass. I had to wait till later that day. To <laughs> I literally rewatched it because I was like, oh, I have to appreciate this more. I'm like, are you kidding me? Listen, listen. Imagine being Chris's girl and you're out to dinner. You take him out to a nice dinner and he's just on his Apple watch texting Kenny saying extra point, extra point, extra point. Like I can just picture that in my head. I can just picture that in my head. Man. No, that's not like I really was hoping extra for the point, extra, extra point. point, extra point, extra point. I, I looked, you're I looked eating, in you're three different places. Food. Oh. I looked in three different places. I looked at ESPN, NFL, and this Google. I was like, where's the extra point? <laughs> like why does nothing happen they went, you're telling me they went for two and missed like and then they took a knee right, anyway let's talk about the game uh, uh, it, it was it was a really what stood out what's it was a great out, game oh i mean it was the shootout i expected it was a very high scoring game and both quarterbacks just really made good plays josh allen had um that insane throw to digs and that was just a great catch Murray's just playing like Murray does. And to me, the difference was, even though you could say Arizona got a little lucky, the difference was the run game. Because you look at the rushing yards for each side of the, each team, you see it was 217 to 73 yards. And the Bills were kind of lucky how close they got because they, well, they, they got outrun by 150, 150 yards. Like, Chris, that's, that's a lot. Can I make a bold statement to you real fast? Yeah, go ahead. The 2022 Super Bowl will feature these two teams. Mm. Mm. No. And you read, the reason you're saying mm is because of the Bills. Am yeah. I right? right? Yeah. Mm. 100%. Mm. And that's my thought process, too. But when I say bold statement, I wanted to say something bold, Chris. Bold. Oh, when I, think bold I, love it. I think I love it. Josh I love it. Allen. It's, it's Josh Allen. Imagine just a healthy Josh Allen progressing. Love it, bro. I love the you know what I'm saying? Very bold. It's bold statement. Appreciate it's it. It's a very bold statement. Doesn't mean I I'm put my life on it. I'm not putting five five fingers, five toes on it. But it's a bold statement. What about like four fingers and five toes? Maybe like three and a quarter. Three and a quarter. What's the quarter of the toe? The like, nail. The nail. What like which yeah. toe though? Uh, the big one. Oh, okay. That's a big quarter then. All right. Yeah. 
So we don't go. We don't. We don't go small here at the KCP show. <laughs> no, we do not. Yeah, right. and then. So I don't know. It was just a great game. It was definitely what we expected. How and had the finish. Hell of a hell of an ending to it. And the Cardinals now, really, both of these teams are making their case. The Cardinals are on top. Well, they're tied with actually like all three with Seattle and LA for the top of the division. And the, you see the Bills are they're almost they're fighting for the the conference. They're looking to try and get that by. They're at seven. Oh and three yeah. Right now. I mean the the Bills are seven and three football team, right? But I mean they're, they're not they, going they, to, they, but they can. They, they also haven't clinched at all in any way, the AFC East. No, they have not. But I feel like their goal is not to clinch that right now. I feel like they're being very positive, looking ahead. Like to be honest, they really should be eight and two. They're just looking at them to see, yo, seven and three. We can definitely get this conference. If not first place, we can get second place, and have to play the worst team, the next worst team. Like it's. That's yeah. a, that's their thought process right now. Because to me, Miami's, to me, what you just said is very correct. But if I'm a Buffalo Bills coach, uh, staff, player, fan, I'm looking for the conference. Because even if I think they'll still get in the, they'll probably still get the wild card. Yeah, I agree. I mean, as a Bills, if you're if you're a member of Bills Mafia, like you've never been in <laughs> hold this hold situation on. before. I love, quick shout out to Kenny, Kenny Tags right here. Love how he always has the most. The the best nick, <laughs> best nicknames for every team the most in tre- the most biggest trends of these teams oh well I mean Bill's Mafia is well known if you oh, know yeah. Bill's Mafia you just every you week though every just, every time I, we I do this know. last week I'm pretty sure you said fly Eagles fly like, <laughs> you, always, you always got something to say hey, I love it I love oh it. give me a team I'll give you a slogan Chris <laughs> yeah, well uh, if if you're a member of Bill's Mafia or you're a member of the Bill's front office you're normally the team chasing. For for X amount of years, I, I don't know the exact number, but you were chasing the 1, Patriots. One thousand percent. You were chasing the Patriots. You were chasing the Jets and the Patriots. Not the Jets. The Jets were chasing the Patriots too. But those were the teams that were above you for quite a while. And now the roles have they've they've flipped. If you're the Bills, you have teams chasing you. And that mindset for that team and in that locker room, like it has to change. If you think about a couple of years ago, what they needed like a week seventeen miracle to make the playoffs. And they, they got it. It was that that well, who was it? Uh, that Andy Dalton throw. What are you talking about? Um, a couple years ago, the, the Bills needed to win and then someone to lose to like sneak into the wild card. And oh, weren't they like, weren't they like eight and eight or something? Yeah, yeah. But my, my my point is, they're just in a totally different situation this year to be thinking bye in the first round rather than maybe we can sneak in with some help. It's just a different mindset. Yeah, I know exactly what you're saying. Yeah. All right, so I'm. Uh... Just a just a quick, just a quick little sidetrack. Did you know that Dak Prescott still has more passing yards than like three other touchdown, three other quarterbacks? You know that's a fact I did not see on my daily fact check, Chris. And I saw it on one of my like, the I looked it off. It's pretty. I said I think that's pretty cool. But anyway, let's go in straight into the NBA, and there's a lot to talk about in the NBA. Me and Kenny are here. We. Ooh-wee. We NBA had action. We are excited to see this coming up. Pretty sure December twenty second, we got the restarts coming back, and biggest trade so far is either the CP three trade or you can look at the Drew Holiday trade. So, any Kenny, it's up to well, you. Who do you want to talk about? Listen, first? the the biggest trade so far is a CP three trade, but the biggest trade as far as stuff given up is definitely the Bucks. That's that's well, that's my thought process. I don't know. I think both teams overpaid a little bit, but let's talk about the Suns. 
All right. Well, I'm looking at Phoenix now. They're definitely a playoff team to me. Um, but it's not going to be easy. They have the backcourt. They have DeAndre Ayton, which I'm a, I, I like him. I like him a lot. They just finished up that year in the bubble. They finished 8-0. Still somehow didn't make the playoffs. Uh, next didn't make the next round, and they just have like solid players. You know, nope, they're just average NBA players, just guys who you like coming off your bench, and that to me might be the hard part because they only really have Booker and they only have CP3 now, and CP3 is still getting at that age. He's thirty five, and we don't know how much left he has. We, you know, you have Dario Saric. He was a Saric, Saric, yeah, for, former the former Sixer who didn't do much. You have Aaron Baines. Whoa, 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 whoa. And, what? Oh, I'm sorry. Was I Man, wrong? Philly loves Dario. But go <laughs> ahead, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> I don't know. I just see it's a it's a definitely a step in the right direction. But they're gonna I feel like they're just gonna need another piece. Obviously they're not they're no they're not gonna win the chip this year. But I need they they're gonna need a good draft or something. I don't but they gave up a lot. They really gave up a lot for C P three and I don't know, I feel like it wasn't the best move if I'm looking into the future of this team, because CP3 what has a year, two, three years left of good quality CP3, and that's it. So, and you still have a lot of mediocre teams, like a little, like average teams right now in, in the NBA who are trying to get that eight seed. Because if you just look at um, what happened last year and how to finish off, you had like, what, you have Dallas, you had Memphis, you had the... Uh, um, you had the Suns, you had Portland, this, all of those guys just trying to figure it out. And you're going to, I like the Kings. The Kings are going to come back good this year. The Pelicans are going to be there. People forget the Warriors are obviously going to make the playoffs now if everyone comes back healthy. The, like literally every team in the West right now is going to be good and competing for a playoff spot. So I like this. I like the trade, but they're going to need more. Yeah. I mean, for, for those of you NBA fans out there who, you know, they, they, you're on the East Coast, you watch some games on the East Coast and go to bed at night. You might not know how great Devin Booker is just because he's never been surrounded by anyone before. Like, I think if you're Devin Booker and you're like the Suns front office, it's about time you gave him a competent player to run alongside with. You know, you drafted DeAndre Ayton and he's been eh. But you haven't given him that star. Chris Paul is a 10-time All-Star. You haven't given him that guy. So I think it's exciting to see what they're going to do this year. I don't think their ceiling's all that high, being said. The West is very good. And with the way the playoffs are formatted this year, I think, I don't know if it's official yet, but they're talking about teams 7 through 10 having to play a playing game to make it. So I, 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 I think if you're the Suns, I, like I mean, best-case scenario, you're like the 5 or 6. And that's if you have an astounding season. But if they yeah. don't fall in that top 10, I will not be the least bit surprised. And that's not being a Suns hater. But what, before the bubble, they were what? They were 26 and 39. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, that's just not a great basketball team. But I'm excited to see what Booker can do with, with some talent alongside of him. Kenny, if you just pull up the Western Conference right now, I'm, I'm going to just go through each team. Tell me, like, what's going to be an easy team to pass. Obviously, Lakers, Clippers, Denver. Um, Houston, we don't know about. That's that's a big if. That's a big if. Houston and OKC are kind of the ifs right now. But even if OKC, actually, they just got rid of Billy Donovan, so I don't know what's going. I don't think OKC is that much worse. No, exactly. But I feel like it was a lot of coaching that had to do with 
that they we'll had see. they had Tom the vet so. whatever yeah, utah is going to be better dallas is going to be better portland is always there memphis is going to be good you have the spurs who are the spurs the kings have nice rookies coming up the pelicans are going to be much better this year as long as zion stays healthy the t wolves are they 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 they're in the making of doing big things they just have to do it right and you have the warriors who could win the whole thing this year yeah um if if you look at the west there's only about four or five teams that stick out to me that i say they're the bottom feeders if that which are if minnesota which don't get me wrong they're improved but i think the western conference are still considered a bottom feeder okay true as much as it pains me to say i think the san antonio spurs again yeah okay yeah yeah uh, there's nothing wrong with that. I think the Kings, because they're just going to be the Kings. The Kings are going to King. And they just you know, got rid of Bogdanovich. The Kings are going to King. And that's three. Okay. So then you got to throw another team in there. You can throw Memphis in there, although I don't want to because they're only going to improve. No, keep it with that three. Don't disrespect any of the teams. Keep team. those three. Okay. Yeah. Keep it out there. But still, but still, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of things to do. All right. I just talked about Bogdanovich. He just got traded to the Bucks. And the Bucks now are – Kendrick Perkins said it today or yesterday. He said they have the best starting five on the floor in the NBA. And he could definitely be right on that. You see, let's say let's say, let's say, say Giannis is, stays in Milwaukee. Big question there, right? He stays in Milwaukee. You have him getting Drew Holiday now. They got rid of George Hill and Drew Bledsoe. Or Eric Bledsoe, right? <laughs> yeah. They got rid of those two. For someone whose talent is better from both of them combined, and maybe even a little more. Like I really, Drew Holiday is an underrated point guard, and he can do. He could really play the one. He could play the two. He could even play the three. He's pretty tall. He's a big guy, right? You have him. You give him. They have, uh, Brook Lopez, and they now they have Bogdanovich, and Bogdanovich is another underrated star in this league. I don't know. They look really good. I think this is a piece that will keep Giannis there. I think he'll try it for a year. I think he'll really give it the shot this year. And he'll really see it from there. But, like, there's, there's just a lot of lot they can do. They got rid of a few people that they might have to fill in somehow, some way or another. But you got Middleton. Uh, did, I, did I say Middleton? I forgot about Middleton. Yeah, and you have him. No, you, yeah. You have Middleton. Um, just yeah. a lot of work. Go ahead. If if you're the Bucks and you go out and win the NBA championship this year, then fine. This was a great trade. But if you don't win the championship this year and Giannis leaves, you went all in. No, no, no. If if they don't win the championship, Giannis is leaving. It's not an if. Okay, so they don't win the championship because I don't think they win the championship this year. No. With giving up, you traded for Drew Holiday in an Anthony Davis-like package. And by that, I mean... Like they gave up three first round picks, two of which are unprotected, and they're a couple years down the road. So if Giannis leaves, those unprotected picks, it's it's not far gone to say that could be a top five pick in twenty twenty three. I think the first unprotected one was. I could be wrong. If was... Giannis leaves, that's going to be a top five pick. So yeah. I think they went all out aggressive on this trade, and. It, they, they're going all in to win on one year to get a guy named Drew Holiday, who, yes, improves their team, but I think they played way too much. Oh, a thousand percent. But I think 
Like, I feel like they're almost playing not for the chip. They're just kind of playing for Giannis right now. Like, I feel like that's their mindset. Like, you have uh, Budenhoser, and he's he's an all right coach. He's, I, he's a good coach, but he really – he can't – he's not going to lead this team to anything if Giannis doesn't play like he has been playing the past year, two years. Like, and to be honest with you, Kenny, I'm not the biggest Giannis guy. Like, he's very predictable to me. He just drives in or do a spin move, either score. Or, it's or, tough though when it, when seven foot two Giannis is doing that. He'll either score or he'll just kick it out. Now, like to me, the Bucks aren't the team. Aren't even. I mean, I guess they're the team to beat in the East. But if I'm looking at Boston and I'm looking at Brooklyn, I'm looking at Miami. I'm even looking at um, I could say Toronto. And the Sixers have the pieces if they just use it right. Because the Sixers have Embiid. And they if they use him properly, they could beat this team. Like, to me, there's just a lot of things that can go wrong with the Bucs. And he's... Like, I feel like, I feel like Giannis needs to go. If I'm him, I don't want to be there anymore. If I could choose anywhere... If, you, if you're Giannis, if you, where would you want to go? You could pick any team. Any team? Any team. And I in, feel like there's only one. Regardless of cap space Nothing. Yeah, anything. just imagine he's a free agent. Everyone has money. He can go sign anywhere. Well, everyone wants to go to the Lakers as much as that pains me. Best fit for him. Best fit. Best fit? Because I have my answer. Um, and I feel like that's the only right answer. Uh, you, you're catching me a little bit off guard with this question, but what about the LA Clippers? Okay. I don't like I don't answer? hate it. The Golden State Warriors. You have the two best shooters in possible. You have the best shooter in history. You have the the second to th- top five shooter in history on that team. So Ray Allen's on that team. I said, I said best shooter. That's Curry. <laughs> top five is Clay. Okay. But you see Giannis's play style. It's not going to change. If he can drive in, kick the ball at the Curry or Clay, dude, they're just going to be shooting threes all day, and they're still going to do their thing. So they're not. Giannis is going to have to take over every game. Like, I feel like that'd be the best fit. And, like, the rumors are saying, like, him going to Miami, I don't like that at all. I think he'll ruin everything there. Right? Do you agree or no? He went to Miami? No, because I think Spolstra's a great coach. Okay. But, like, so it'd be, it, I, I, think it, I think it would take a lot of – it would be a lot of change. I don't think they would be the same team. Will, will Jimmy and Giannis work together would be more of the question. Would be my thought process through the, through the heat. But yeah. yeah. I don't know. I mean – the Warriors, I mean, think about it. The Warriors were a team for the last couple of years that Five arguably years. one of the best teams of all time. And we didn't give the Warriors an invite to the bubble. Obviously, they didn't deserve one. But all that's done, they have had so much time. We gave Curry an extra, I think it was like 284 days since this last game of the season and the opening day of the NBA just to work out. With that extra motivation, like this Warriors team, they're going to come back to be the old Warriors. Oh, a thousand. Giannis, Giannis or no Giannis. Even without Giannis, they're going to, they, could beat the, they could beat anybody. They could, they could win the West. That backcourt. And they're going to have a top three pick, too. That exa- two. They're, t- they're number right. two pick. And two. they could yeah. trade that for – if they could trade that for the right piece, that could be nice for them. But even if, they could pick who they want to pick in that draft. And I, Anthony Edwards would be perfect on that team to me. Yeah, it's going to be LaMelo or Anthony Edwards. Like – if Edwards is available, I'm taking him over the medal. I don't need another guard. But that they're the Warriors are really set up for success if they play it right. 
Now, let's talk about the one team who is not really set up for success right now, but they can if they do it right, and that's that team down in Texas, them Houston Rockets. James Harden, Russell Westbrook, um, they, they're, they're, they don't want to be there anymore. Harden straight up said it, and Harden's more, much more important than Westbrook. He's straight up said it that he is the he doesn't want to be there. He wants to go to Brooklyn. He denied a two-year, hundred and three or hundred four was it hundred four hundred four million dollar contract. That's fifty-two million dollars a year, most in NBA history. By a lot. I I don't know. I think I would have declined it too. I mean, no, no, I'm no. Paid pretty, I'm, no, no, no. Listen, listen, listen. I'm getting paid pretty good right now. If the Rockets paid me that, I wouldn't take it either. I mean, it's only fifty-two mil, Chris. Oh, oh, yeah. You can you can keep working at the the swimming place. It's fine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You can just go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'll find it's fine. I'll just work at Starbucks. It's cool. But right anyway, he denied fifty-two million dollars. Like. I don't think he cares about the money anymore. I think he's made so much that he just wants to win a chip. He knows where if he's going, he's getting 30, 32 mil at least. So I feel like that 20 million is like, doesn't affect him right now. He, and he's in commercials and stuff. He gets his money everywhere. But him going to Brooklyn, to me, does not work because Brooklyn does not have the pieces to trade. And if they have to trade for him, it, I, like, it's either they literally give up eight players and a bunch of picks for him because anybody whose name is not Levert, Joe Harris, Allen, Katie, and Kyrie. Dinwiddie. Dinwiddie's not. I'm, I'm pretty sure he's a free agent. Really? I'm, I want to say. But I could be wrong on that. And they have a bunch of picks. And they don't really have many picks that aren't theirs. Because they, are, they already fucked up when they traded with Boston in 2013. So they have a lot of problems pick-wise. And we just seen, we, we're just seeing them not be able to do that. They're going to either have, if they want to keep KD and Kyrie and get Harden, they literally have to give up everything. And I'm Houston. I don't want that. I don't even want all those players. I want Kyrie or KD and that's it. To me, Chris, let me ask, let me ask you a question. All right. Mm-hmm. Have you ever played NBA 2K before? Yeah. Have you ever played the, my GM mode? Yeah. Do you know what trade finder is? Yeah. Okay. The Brooklyn Nets right now, they remind me of a, just a random, like 13 year old kid. Who's just hiring a random staff? Steve, we want Steve Nash. We want all these guys, right? Mm-hmm. I don't see how putting Harden, two other ball dominant scorers on with Harden, and then Steve Nash, your head coach, with Amari Stoudemire as your assistant, like this just doesn't feel like a well-run team. And it seems like a team that's bound for conflicts. I don't know. It feels like to me, you have the three, maybe top. You definitely have the two biggest ball hogs. Maybe I don't. I don't want to put KD in that because I respect them a lot more than the other two. But they all want the last shot. They're not going to pass anything up. Literally, 82 games. It's just going to be taking turns. They're going to have a rotation. Steve Nash is going to be like, okay, you get the last shot today. You get the last shot the next day. You get the last shot that day. Like, that's all it's going to be. And, like, no knock on them. They're going to hit the shots or anything. But, like, like I, I'll put my money on those three players. But it's not going to work because we know right now you need the bench. Toronto proved that in 2019 that you need a bench to win a chip. Miami just proved that to, they didn't win the chip, but they got very, very close. And even the Lakers, LeBron and AD couldn't do themselves. They had, they needed those surrounding players. And they don't have that if Brooklyn trades for Harden. I don't care what they do. They're not going to be able to keep both of them and still have a good team. So where do you think, if you're the Houston Rockets, because if you're the Houston Rockets, you don't care where you trade. 
They just want James yeah. Harden. They just want the you, what stuff you back. you want. What's going to help you? Right? Exactly. So where are you trading? Where what are you looking at? Who's the first call you're making? Well, I'll get to that question in one second. But I'm Harden said he thinks he deserves to be respected in Houston after everything he's done, and that they should trade him to Brooklyn. I'm just saying that very like I get it, but the, did you win a chip with this level? Yeah, exactly. With this level, this player level caliber, like. You you can't really you, like if you want to get the right deal going to Brooklyn is not the smartest move going to Philly is not really a good move because Philly seems to be dumb but like there's just not a lot of good moves out there but to me I mean uh, the first team I would look out for like I mean I don't know it depends who wants to mix change their team because I feel like a team like Miami like they wouldn't want him they have they could they could have the pieces to trade him but they wouldn't want him but if, i guess i would call the sixers just to see what they do because maybe because i don't know if i'm houston i need i i'm rebuilding right this is a rebuild i'm trying to get rid of Westbrook too they can load up on picks and try and get a one star or not even like just one average player who they can slightly build around this year. And to be honest, I really don't have an answer. Maybe maybe Washington. Maybe a team like that. I don't know. Who would you say? I don't know. I don't really have an answer for you. I'm just thinking like I mean I don't have one. I don't I don't have an answer for you. And the reason I don't have an answer for you is because I will not be in the least bit surprised if James Harden is a Houston Rocket when the NBA season begins. Oh, well, you didn't say I could say that. That was my, that's what I'm thinking too. There's no, I don't think he's going to get traded. Oh, well, I, I don't mean, think that's inferred. Right, my bad. You don't have to say bad. You don't have to say the Washington Wizards in unreal situation. That's my bad. But like to me, to, <laughs> I mean, to me, come like on. to me, there's no one you could trade for him. Unless you get an, unless Listen, you get another big name back, there's no one to trade for him, and I I don't know if Houston wants a big name back. There's two teams that are most realistic, and not one of them is the Brooklyn Nets, unless they trade KD or Kyrie. Mm-hmm. The, those two teams are the Philadelphia 76ers and the Boston Celtics, and neither of them are realistic either because one, Danny Ainge and the Celtics aren't going to make a dumb trade. They're not going to trade a bunch of picks. They away. already said they're not interested. All right, and then two, the Sixers, which okay, might be the most realistic. But for some reason, Philadelphia loves Ben Simmons. And they don't want to trade Ben Simmons. If you're not trading Ben Simmons, what are you going to do? Okay, trade Tobias and trade... uh, Richardson. Richardson and Horford. Okay, great. I mean, we don't want those contracts. Neither do the Rockets. Like, nobody wants that contract. Like, you have to trade Simmons. So there's just a barrier. I don't don't see a team out there. No, there's not. For Harden. And like, this is the point of signing a contract. Like when you sign a contract, you stay with that team. You don't choose where you go. That's what free agency is for. So Harden has absolutely no leverage in the situation. And to me, this is going to be like an AD deal. He's going to either get what he wants, or no team's going to want him because he's not going to want to stay. They're going to have this contract. He's not going to want. He was going to leave right away, so it's going to be a waste. And he's just going to be like petty about it, almost like he's like I remember the Celtics were. We're almost like the next contender for AD, and because they had the pieces to get rid of him, but they didn't want that because Davis straight up knew he was going to LA. Either if he didn't get traded there, he was going to finish that year in Boston. He had a year left, and then he was leaving. Like no matter what, and Boston knew that, and that's why they didn't do the trade. I feel like it's going to be the same for Harden because Harden is 
that type of player. Like he he's gonna do what he wants, and like respectfully, he can because I'm pretty. He's really made him like self. His name is in this league, and he's one of the best players. In, like you could say he's the best player in history. One of them, like so, he could definitely do that. Yeah, scoring wise, you can put him in that conversation. Yeah, yeah, scoring wise, that's right. Legacy I mean. and resume wise, no, no. offensively. But if you're Harden, you've put yourself in a very, very difficult situation by saying the Brooklyn Nets as your only team. Because by saying that, now the Sixers don't want to pursue you because they know you're going to leave after two years, barring some sort of miracle. When but he won't care, right? He's just going to leave. So. If if you're Harden, you're put yourself in a situation where you're going to be on the Rockets when that season begins. I'm sorry. Like if if you're not, I'll be shocked. It's going to be some sort of a miracle trade. But there's nothing coming soon from the Brooklyn Nets that doesn't include Katie or Kyrie. And we're gonna we're gonna move on after this. But Westbrook has is going to leave too. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna keep Westbrook and get rid of Harden. Like Westbrook isn't. I don't want him. I to me personally, I think he should go to New York. But yeah, well, there's a lot there's going a lot. on in Houston. Oh, we'll lot. see. We'll see what happens. Let's go on to our last topic. Let's go. So, Kenny and I have been discussing Miami and Minnesota a lot, and uh, football, football. Yeah, yeah, football. yeah. Football. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Football. football. Miami and Minnesota, and we're we're just very curious. We were just kind of thinking, like, what are these two teams who were both not expected to be good? Like, what are their final records going to be? And right now, we're going to go to Minnesota first. Minnesota's four and five. They started off. What were they one and five? They're one, one and five. five. Well, let me add. I don't think you could say the Vikings were expected to be. Okay. Bad. Okay, you're right. But after like you know, five weeks, six weeks, yeah, you're one and five. You're not expected to do anything good. They come out three great wins. Good Monday night football win last night. All right. Let's go to them. What's your what? Let's go. I'm gonna ask you, Kenny. You tell me yes or no. At okay. home versus the Cowboys, five Win. and five. At home versus the Panthers, the, mm, got to see if McCaffrey's back, which he might be. But even if, I'll still take the Vikings. Uh, I'm taking the Vikings either way, but McCaffrey makes a big difference. Yeah. Anyway, let's let's give him right, the benefit on. of the doubt. You know, let's give him the worst case scenario. Worst case yeah. scenario. So, so, okay, so we'll go, go five lost. and six we'll at home versus the Jags, six and six in Tampa. Six and seven at home versus the Bears. Okay. Six and eight. If we're going worst case scenario, they're going to finish seven and nine. Okay. okay? Worst case scenario, they finish seven realistically. Nine. That's if every game that's within a five point spread, say they lose. Realistically. Okay. I would say they would go five and five, six and five, seven and five. I could see them beating the Bucks because they're very inconsistent, but I'll give them that loss. Seven and six, eight and six, and they'll win one of those last two games. I can see them going nine and seven. I agree, and nine and seven is going to make you in the playoffs this year. Each, it should definitely team. should, definitely should. Yeah, yeah. unless some crazy other right, teams well, happen. Because because with just that me. expansion team, like I'm looking at the NFC West, and literally three of the four teams could all make it then. Yeah, well, one little side note. A couple weeks ago, Chris and I were talking on the FaceTime, and we mentioned two teams that should not be where the record is, and we talked about the, the Atlanta Falcons and the Minnesota Vikings. 
I think we're starting to see that a little bit now with the Vikings, right? Oh, yeah, a thousand percent with the Vikings. Vikings will be good. And now, if we look at that other team, we look at Miami. Miami's uh, upcoming star, Tua Tagalilova. He's hottest team in the 100%. NFL. hundred percent. They they started off one and three. One, two, three, four, five straight wins. They're going, and they have a pretty, I don't want to say easy, well, like, all right, one, two, difficult. three, four, five, six, seven. They have seven games left. Three of them are easy. Okay. Chris, let me ask you, all right? I'll go down the line, all right? Same with the same thing you did with me. Go ahead. You told go me ahead. win or loss, all right? At Denver. Win. So, seven mm-hmm. and three, right? Yeah, seven and three. Win. At the Jets, loss. Okay, sorry. Eight and three. <laughs> uh, home, home versus the Bengals. Nine and three. Home versus the Chiefs. Loss. Nine and four. Home versus the Patriots. Give me a win. Ten and four. At the Raiders. I'll, they could win, but I'll give them a loss. Okay, ten and five. At the Bills. And I think they'll win that Bills game because I feel like the Bills are going to clinch. So, 11 and five. 11 and five. Imagine the Miami Dolphins, an 11 and five football team. I, I don't know. That's just crazy. It's not impossible. It's not impossible. You know what's crazy? They could even be better. See... They could be better because they could win that game versus the Raiders. They're not going to beat the Chiefs, but they could win you know that game. what's even more crazy? Hmm. They're going to be 11-5 and five and they might not win the division. And the team that beats them out might not be the New England Patriots. Might? That's what's you say might? crazy to me. Might the not. Patriots are not making the playoffs. That. My point <laughs> is for, uh, my point is is that the two teams that are going to win more than 11 games this year in the AFC East and not one of them is the Patriots. That's my point. That's my point there. Oh, yeah. And you, we could do the same thing for the Falcons, but the Falcons' schedule is just ridiculously hard as they have two games versus the Saints, two games with the Bucks, a game versus the Chiefs, a game in L.A. versus the Chargers, and versus the Raiders. They could potentially lose every single one of those games. Um, the, they could get a little lucky versus Saints because Breeze is out, but you know they don't have a bum in there. They have Winston. And as as long as he keeps his fingers out of his mouth, I think he should be fine with that with that uh, offense. <laughs> so that's 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 why we're not doing the Falcons for that because they could literally lose every single one of these games and end up being three and thirteen. Agreed. Well, I, I'm going to say next week, Chris, we can discuss way more about this Saints team and that division with seeing one week of Jameis. But Jameis has never been in a situation like this. He's never been given this many that's weapons very true. in a good situation. So I'm excited to see James because he's not going to go out there and not put up his numbers. He might put up a lot of numbers on the interception side. No, also. exactly. But people, people on the turnover will, side. But he's going to put up his numbers. People forget how yeah. like he's really good number wise offensively. Besides mm-hmm. the picks, if you if you erase the picks, he's like a top. He could be a top five quarterback. But yeah, agreed. I I can't wait to assess that, Chris. Coming up, James wins. Yeah. Okay. Because he didn't like look. If you look at the schedule, he doesn't have the many challenges. Like literally, you know what this kind of reminds me of? It kind of reminds me of Garoppolo when he came in for Brady those first four weeks. This is uh, yeah. Ex- except that Garoppolo was unknown. James. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Besides that, but like, like I meant like the teams they played. Like the Patriots played pretty bad teams to start that off. Yeah, it'll be crazy. Very this, good this, finish. Very this fun. can be fun. I can't wait to watch. The Cowboys are winning the NFC East, and yeah, and that's incorrect. All right, that's okay. All right, well, wow, that was that took a while. 
That was a long episode. There was a lot to talk about. A lot happening in the world. Didn't feel like that long. And we still, we still, that was like a quarter of the things. We could have talked for a lot longer. Man, me, for those of you that don't know, Chris and I can talk about sports for quite, quite some time. Yeah, we could have talked until like 2 a.m. Probably longer. But we'll, we'll. No, we if we wanted to, we could talk for twenty four hours straight about sports. Like I, I don't say that long. Oh no, 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 we're, we, we definitely can. could. All right. Well, on yes. that note, we'll stop at forty four minutes, and we will definitely see you guys next time. Thanks for listening. I'm Chris, and I'm Kenny.